This is a HeadGum Original. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Just a friend of mine, he's liquid and nice and on his mind. I write to ask him about a ring. He tells me what to do with my ex's bling. If I were you, here's what I would do if I were you. Here's what I would Ooh, groovy. Cat Stevens Very chic. Mellow. Oh my Love god. Avital's crying. Oh what my god. That? So no, it's probably something it must have been something you did earlier. Right? <laughs> I've never made you cry like that. No. You don't say anything beautiful. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Shout out to Lucas who wrote that song. Great album. Um, that was by a band called Sven in Canada. Actually, it was by Lucas and him and his roommates have a band called Sven in Canada. That's a good band name. Yeah, Sven. It also sounds like a made-up boyfriend you have is Sven in Canada. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Here's a photo of him, but it's it's only from a magazine because Sven is a model. <laughs> it's the only one I have. It is fun to say Sven, the S into the V. We don't get that in English. Yeah, Sven. It's good. All righty, Sven. Nice. <laughs> ah, very <myself>. good. <laughs> I coached her through that joke, Sven. <laughs> Three hours cracking. It was that. crisp. Yeah. All right. So it's Jim Carrey in Sweden. And uh, <laughs> he goes around sort of saying, All righty, Sven. If you want to listen to more Sven, it's svenband.bandcamp.com. Okay. Huge JNA fans, and they're marathoning the whole series. They're on complete viewing number 27 now. Holy shit. Whoa. And what's JNA? Is that Jillian and Avital? Or? Holy shit. I never really thought about that. That's interesting. What else could it be? We both found another A and another J. That's how self-centered we are. It really would be better if I was with not this exact Avital and you were with I'm not proposing. Well, you know, actually, fine. I would swing. Yeah. I mean, you were going to go seek out another Avital. That's the most offensive (laughs) thing I've ever heard. Well, I didn't know if it would be more offensive to suggest the the trade. (laughs) Not a trade. Not a trade. Switch. A swap. Yeah. No, not even a switch. Now I'm nervous. (laughs) I do think that I'm more the Jake... And Jillian is more the Amir. So, like, it all yes. sort of makes sense. We're balanced. We found, yeah, we found the personality balance yeah. for sure. Like, Avi- Avital and I would be a destructive force for the universe. <laughs> yes, I agree. <laughs> yeah, you guys suck. And then Amir and Jillian would be like very peaceful. Yeah, and that serene, sounds fine. But bored. Yeah. Probably bored. Not really. Bored. Yeah. yeah. Don't say me and Avital would suck. Boring I feel like we would be. Bored. <laughs> me and Avital would be a power couple. It yeah. would just be, it's like two fire signs. You 100%, can't have that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I would be a power couple. By yourself? Or? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with anyone. Even, yeah. I, I feel like you and Jill would kind of probably be single if you and her were together because <laughs> she would really. put She'd up with your me. shit. What do you mean single? <laughs> 
Why are you trying to hit on Jill? This is so fucked up. <laughs> what? Yeah, what are you doing? You brought up swinging. It's written on your palm. That's the only Bring note you swinging. brought. <laughs> yeah, Sven and swinging. 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 Nice. Good. That really came sw- out yeah. swinging. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> a lot of nice. Can you tell we lived together and haven't been apart for a year and a half straight? <laughs> We share a brain now. Yeah. It's awful. It used to be with Jake. We used to live together and just make the same jokes back and forth to each other. Yeah. Staring into a mirror. Now it's me and you living together, making jokes, saying nice, then another joke, saying nice, <laughs> then until we fall asleep, wake up, repeat the process. Also, uh, there was something this morning. Now I'll sometimes like lip something because I think he's going to say it. So oh. he's like, what was that? And I'm like, oh, it's what I thought you were going to say. <laughs> like, I don't want to say it because I think it's annoying, but I want him to know that I was aware that he was going to say it. Right. Yeah. What was the one this morning? Do you remember? It was like 10 minutes ago. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I said huge. And then or oh, you I said mouthed, huge and you true. mouthed if true. <laughs> yeah, I was waiting for a mirror yeah. to say Oh, yeah. Huge if true. There we go. Great. <laughs> Do you have any jokes that you usually say <laughs> with your lover? <laughs> With Jill? Yeah. Um, if not, that's okay. Do you guys have no. nicknames? Did I already ask we, you that? Okay, two answers. I do have, we have like kind of pet names. We just say J. So like I'll say J and she'll mm-hmm. say J because both of our names start with J. You, do you guys ever do that? It's cute it's and like, Hey, J. Yeah, we'll say J mm-hmm. too. Hey, J. Hey, J. Um, I'll, a, a really bad, dumb couple joke that we do is often like, Whatever we cooked, I'll say that it tastes a lot like the exact food. Like, <laughs> if Jill makes, like, a bean stew, I'll be like, this is really beany. <laughs> that's not, it's not really a joke, but it's a cute thing. <laughs> well, let us decide if it's cute, because you don't get okay. to say that. Yeah, it's, right, uh, I don't know if it's cute to say beanie. What do you what think What about a, if a punch-up instead was like, oh, this tastes just like bean stew? Oh, As if good. it's like an imitation. Oh, yeah. Actually, see. tell us all your couple's jokes. We'll, and we'll steal sort them and punch, punch them up. up. Yeah. yeah. We'll okay. make them a little bit better. Um, yeah, sure thing. Uh, let me see. The J thing oh, works. Uh, sometimes... Yeah. If I sometimes if I fart, I have a reaction that I think Jill is gonna have. So I'll <laughs> fart and I'll be like, "Come on, oh, that's good. stop it. That's, that's really gross. Good. Gross." I didn't remember this, but Amir told me this morning <laughs> that in the middle of the night he farted and it woke me up. And I was like, "What was that? Did you hear that? Like, <laughs> someone was in the house." <laughs> and wait, what, did you did it wake you up the fart, or did you fart and I you were this awake? Question and, too. Uh, I think I was like half. Like rolling over, I'm like, oh, I have to fart. I fart. Avital goes, oh my god, did you hear that? <laughs> I was like, yeah, I, uh, I tooted. <laughs> Jay, you, <laughs> you can't, you can't. I mean, that's like literally stealing the nickname. It's yeah. not even stealing like the the, the essence of. Well, it. my yeah. middle name is J J A Y, so it sort of makes sense. Oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah. She was named after the critic Jay Sherman, mm-hmm. so that's why. It was- <laughs> Middle name Jay. Jay Buner, the baseball player. <laughs> but Jay is cute. Do you think it's like J period or like J A Y? Just oh, Jay. I guess it, it, from our, I feel like it's from our, I think it's a holdover, or it's like inspired from our wedding invites, which were like I wrote a capital J and Jill wrote a lowercase J. And that was like our little, like, I don't know, art on the invite or something. Mm-hmm. The you wrote the little capital thing. J. Did you notice that? I was just about yeah. to say she's like I, I couldn't stop thinking about you. that. The the really? capital, how you're the capital J. And she's you're a capital, diminutive. She's a little, she's, she's got to be small next to you. Yeah, and yeah. she's cursive. I didn't, 
Yeah. She shrinks around you. you. Like, yeah. I, I, that was not the intention or the implication, but looking back on it now, it feels right. That's funny, because she said she yeah. was the uppercase J. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> then, and yeah, she tried to write, she wrote an uppercase J, but yeah. I swapped it when I sent it to the printer. She said you were a lowercase R. Really? <laughs> yeah, for radish. You're a little radish man. For like a tiny little Ralph, because it makes her want to Ralph when she looks at me. Yeah. Uh, all we right. don't have nicknames for each other, if you were wondering. <laughs> yeah, that's well, why that's because that you guys aren't married yet, or you're not even in, like, unless. It comes Was it that comes why? <laughs> is that why we had Avital on the show? No. Is He's why? proposing. Oh, my oh gosh. My that's, God. Get down on one knee. Why did yeah. you get think down. On, Do it right. Get down on a knee. <laughs> I don't have. Yeah. I'm not prepared for this. The problem I didn't is plan like sharing that. earbuds, so if he tries to get on oh. his knee, it'll come down. Okay. But, all right. So I guess that's the only reason that the proposal might be put on hold. First of all, you want. I do. Swing like <laughs> she does. Yeah, we're doing it. <laughs> let me call. Let me call Jay in here. Oh my God, she has a ring. She has streamers. She has confetti and rice. <laughs> we haven't even started the show yet. Jesus, what's the next forty-eight minutes like if it starts with that? I changed my Planning mind. Planning the wedding. I don't think oh, I oh. want to go through with it. I don't think I'm ready. This this is based on this is gotcha journalism. He brought it up. Fuck. He set us up, and now I'm he's sorry. getting off to so us disappointed, but. I just think it's sort of jumping the gun a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I didn't mm. want to do anything. You what? Said, you know, not that I did. It really it feels like Avital is the capital A in your relationship. <laughs> I'm a lowercase yeah. J. That makes sense because we're on the same frequency. Yeah. Big J and big A over here. <laughs> big A. That's a good nickname for you. Big A energy. Energy. <laughs> I have it. We are breaking up for sure after this conversation. Yeah. But wait for the end. That mm-hmm. that way people stay on the hook until the end of the episode yeah, for the big cool. breakup. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. This is If I Were You, an advice show. After all, I know mm. you don't listen to it, but basically how it <laughs> works, it's the only advice show on the internet hosted by me and Jake. So we take it very seriously. Okay. That That's right. Yeah. The, uh, we do our best to comb through our email for the best questions from real people, but we need to give them fake names in order to preserve their anonymity. So mm-hmm. like we don't yeah. want to. We don't usually person. we don't usually dick around this long. We usually get right into it. Oh too. really? Yeah. No, no, that's the <laughs> oh. <opposite> of true. <laughs> is it, where does this? This is actually we're ten minutes in. We're this is this is this quick? is earlier than average. Oh, fuck. That yeah. means we were. I was boring. <laughs> I'm a regular Amir now. <laughs> it sucks. <laughs> you're so bad. You're as bad as me. Yeah. Usually. <laughs> Can I'm you like imagine? our boring partners, right, Jake? Fuck. Oh. Fucking A. (laughs) Jill didn't sign up for this. I can She's not here to defend herself. (laughs) No, but she's, you know, I feel like there's something that comes with uh, with being Zen, a a Zen Sven. (laughs) Yeah. And like there's an equilibrium that is calming, but um, not exciting always. She's reached Zen. Yeah. (laughs) There's a chaos that we bring. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, right. No. Yeah. She's even keel. We're yeah. fucking. We're we're the storm. Yeah. Exactly. I'm even keel, and you're eating kale. If that makes sense. It doesn't. It right. feels like even kale people would be eating the kale. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. This is from a dude who's kind of a stoner type. So we need to give him a a dude's name that's like a stoner dude. What do you got? Dylan. That's cool. Mm. That's actually a hot person's Dill. name. Okay. Last name. Cool. That's really cool, actually. <laughs> Dylan Cool. How cool is that? 
Yeah. <laughs> hey guys, Dylan Cool here. I'm a big fan and I need your advice. I'm 26 years old and only started using pot. Uh, he's just not cool anymore. He said using, using pot. pot. Yeah. I, know. <laughs> I started using pot in the last 18 months. Obviously, weed is awesome. Oh, maybe he's kind of cool again. <laughs> and I personally prefer it to alcohol to the point where I almost have entirely stopped drinking in favor of a pot infused edible one to two times per week. I enjoy uh, the feeling healthier. more. And I don't have to deal with hangovers, and it's cheap as well. My issue is that the munchies have led me to my waistline expanding. I've always eaten too much food when I'm high, and I want to lose weight. My question is, how can I avoid getting the munchies while high? I love that Mm. this is the question you chose for me because, well, I don't know if you chose it for me, but I am, uh, (laughs) I do feel like it makes me cool that I've been using drugs since an early age, even though now that I'm in my 30s, it's arguably sad, and you're like, oh, I started smoking weed at 14. I was so cool. Yeah, My parents didn't care about me. Yeah, 12, 13? That's that's those are two very different. I ages. was fourteen. I was young. Eight. Twelve is like you were eight. No, I was negative three. <laughs> I had cocaine in utero. <laughs> My dad is a weed plant. <laughs> I think I think it was thirteen or fourteen. It was eighth grade, and I'm. I think I was. 14 and 8th grade. Now this really sounds like I'm just trying to one-up you, but truly it was for me the first time was the summer between 7th and 8th grade. <laughs> wow, there you, you go. There yeah. you go. So yeah, I don't know how old you are then. 11, Did 12. you also do it at your friend Tom's house? At what? Your friend Tom's house? Oh no, I didn't. I remember the house, but I don't know whose it was. We were outside. You were that high. Yeah. <laughs> what did you, what was your first apparatus that you smoked out of? The very first one was a joint. Mm, I did a... <laughs> then a a crushed coke can with like you know the, you poke the holes in it yes. with the pen. Oh my god, the stuff we used to. It's so weird because like the easiest and kind. I I guess kind of the best thing to smoke out of is like a joint or something or a but bong like, because it's hard to get high the first time. Oh my god, but I've since since smoking like I think Amir and I were on tour once and we were like at a frat party and I took a hit out of a bong to try to like you know be as cool as the frat dudes <laughs> and it absolutely destroyed me i like picked my head up and i was like i have to go home bye <laughs> i felt cool this is again this is so sad that this is like my high school understanding of what it is to be cool like i'm cool guys but my little brother told me that he has one friend who thinks i'm the coolest ever because one time they were smoking out of a bong on the side of the house and I came and like cleared it like it was nothing and then left and his friend was like no girl has ever cleared the green goblin before. <laughs> the green goblin the first woman to clear the green goblin do you know who I am I think like four- I'm a big deal. 14 and 12 sounds young but then I imagine my nieces getting high and it's like that's absurd let's like they, you might as well be like a little a little child at that age getting high so I don't I mean, understand what like your parents were probably just as strict as my parents. Yours were more, yours were less, and I was too afraid to smoke up until like age twenty. Like why yeah. why did it take for me and you guys were like, whatever? Because Jake and I are chaos and you're chaos. serene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, it's not like my dad was like a police officer and if he ever caught me smoking, he was just like a fun-loving guy. But like, I don't know if I watched like an episode of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles growing <laughs> up at age like four that like really cemented or like a Saved by the Bell with the, the roach that Johnny Dakota had in the bathroom. He's like, what the hell is this when Slater <laughs> finds it? He's like, this is a roach. Were you offered weed? Yeah, this is a roach. <laughs> it's like, so that's something that nobody likes to smoke either. <laughs> 
Uh, were you offered weed? Like, when was the earliest you were offered and rejected weed? Uh, the first time I saw weed, I was at a, a party in between ninth and 10th grade, like, mm. which I thought was like, holy shit, this is really early on, but it was still later <laughs> it's than way you too guys. soon, guys. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, what the fuck I didn't are think you guys I'd have doing? To resist drugs now. Yeah, like, we're 15, you're getting high, don't you realize what's gonna happen? You saw the fucking Save by the Bell episode, you lose the, you lose it all. <laughs> You'll lose control. I did turn down weed, believe it or not, before that. Loser. Wow. So it was offered to me early, like on the beach That's in cool. Miami. Wow. Um, yeah, no, I, I accepted it as soon as it was offered. <laughs> yeah. But I don't, I don't, I, I vaguely remember like going there being like, I think I'm going to smoke weed, but I shouldn't. And I'm going to say no. But then it's like there, I'm just like, I have to. So like I succumbed to peer pressure very early. I really wanted to do mushrooms and was going to this party and there were supposed to be mushrooms. This is again, between seventh and eighth grade and they were oh out. My God. Everybody ate all the mushrooms. And so my consolation prize was like, I guess I'll smoke weed. So you hadn't smoked weed yet and then you wanted, and you wanted to try mushrooms. Yeah, that was my number one. That's, that's like really deep diving. That's going in. <laughs> I mean, hallucinogenics, man. You also wow. shot someone. Mm-hmm. She shot someone in junior high yeah. with, a, with a fucking gun. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus What else Christ. would I shoot them with? <laughs> that was crazy. You're so cool. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I spent most of my life in jail, but uh, I am cool. So to co- come back to the question, do you guys get the munchies? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I guess I, for the most part now, I don't think I, I don't smoke weed at all. Loser. And <laughs> we <yeah>. got him. <laughs> he admitted anything, it. <laughs> I sometimes smoke weed when I'm already drunk. So it doesn't feel like I'm feeling the effects. It feels more like I'm evening out the effects yeah. of alcohol or something, though that I'm sure is not true. Um, but I got munchies more when I was in high school and college. Yeah. Since then, I have not gotten the munchies. You I, don't get it when you drink and then smoke? I feel like then you're really getting munchies because you're like, or you just pass out. Yeah, I guess I get munchies. I like, am, when I drink a lot, I like want to eat a lot at the end of the night, for sure. Yeah. And I also want to eat a lot the next day when I'm hungover because mm-hmm. I'm like, I can't really eat and then I want to have an insane lunch. So I, I guess for this guy, I feel almost like your munchies munchies are just like you want to eat food and if anything it's better that you're eating food when you're only high than when you're drunk because other if you're doing that then it's like calories on calories so i feel like this thing that you're doing is you know net fine you could maybe prepare yourself some healthy snacks ahead of time (laughs) (laughs) who's the nerd now (laughs) actually some peanut butter on cucumbers will go a long way to have the munchies you can have some carrots ants on a log like you don't fucking get it we want (laughs) chips dude (laughs) that was genuinely going to be my advice because everything tastes good when you're high even a rice cracker with some cottage cheese honestly a rice cracker sounds great to me right now i'm also starving i have not i like ate a really dumb lunch today so (laughs) yeah you did have to delay this podcast recording because you said you made an egg (laughs) (laughs) yeah there's no food in the house right now oh no that's the other thing is don't have if you're trying to not you're gonna get munchies when you get high i don't think there's like Mm -hmm. a workaround for that but just don't have sweets in the house which is something that i have to do sober because i will eat it all just i think that's i think knowing having some healthy like know that you want to eat you don't have to be like i'm not gonna eat like you'll eat you're gonna eat something so prep that ahead of time like 
get healthier snacks to have in your house or yeah. like have a go-to restaurant that you order from that uh that has something that's like slightly healthier than yeah the or shoot up heroin so are. you're you have something sort of that's an appetite suppressant to balance out oh my god that's what? you Another. are cool thank you <laughs> getting cooler and cooler actually you, what was your go-to munchie when you were uh younger I on the corner right near where I grew up, there was a combo Dunkin' Donuts, Subway, and fuck, what was the third? Baskin Robbins. I can't believe it. that should have been the wow. number one. All in the wow. same spot in the corner. So that was like the go-to, whatever you're in the mood for. Yeah, that was good. good. Yeah, I would go there and get like a vegan wrap or something from Subway. I would be so high, <laughs> yeah. baked lanes. You, you said you didn't smoke till you were twenty. <laughs> so that's like you're. That's like what is it, junior year of college? Yeah, I actually have a funny story. The first time, I don't know if I've told this before, the first time I got high was my high school friends always wanted me to get high because I never got high. And they're like, you'd be so funny, it would be so great. Just promise me you'll be there. And then like one time, I think it was New Year's, we went to my buddy Jesse's like frat party and I was drunk enough that I told them, like, I think I, if you guys get weed, I would smoke it right now. And they're like, holy shit, we got to go. And it was Ofer who found it. Or, or we went frat party. No, we went to frat house to frat house asking them for drugs. And like, you don't understand. This guy's never gotten high. And they're, I guess it was. You're a, like, it's a sting up. Yeah, exactly. And they're like, all right, dude, like. This is dry week, so we're not actually like supposed to. I guess uh, it's weird that they had a dry week. It seemed like everything should be like no drugs and no alcohol, but for whatever reason, this was specifically a dry week on campus or something. So nobody wanted to let us in except for this one cool frat house. They're like, if you've really <laughs> never gotten high, you can come in here and get high with us. And so Ofer taught me how to smoke in front of these frat dudes that I had never met before at USC. And then wow. we played poker with them because they played poker and so did we. And I, th- th- the way it manifested itself with me is that I couldn't not verbalize every thought I had. So as I was playing poker, I'm like, this guy has king nine. And I was like, wrong. But I was like, this guy has king nine. I bet he has jack ten. Watch this. I'm going to push them all in. They're like, dude, you got to like stop talking. Otherwise, like we can't play with you. You're, you're being too annoying for us to play with. And then Oprah had to apologize on my behalf. We left. Oh, we my went, God. We went back to Jesse's apartment and I experienced the munchies by uh, eating raw onions. I'm like, these taste so good. Oh, my like, God. <laughs> it was like diced onions. And he's like, we should put them in an omelet. I'm like, oh, my God, that's the best idea ever. And we made like, it was like 4.14 in the morning. We made omelets with diced onions. And it was like, oh, my God, this is the best thing ever. And he's like, this is what I'm telling you. Like, how good is weed that you're having an onion omelet and it tastes this good? <laughs> to this day, really I hate you. <laughs> wait huh? i hate you for that me jake yeah what, did he what the hell did i have nothing just, to, i just enjoyed I, the story <laughs> i feel like you put it in the ether or something you what made I me do. tell it i should have i should have Ofer and jesse corroborate those details but that's as as i remember it my i think jesse's told me that story also so i've i've i know at least i remember i the onion omelet thing was new but i knew that you like were they took you frat house to frat house asking for drugs <laughs> yeah and it was dry it sounded week. really heartwarming <laughs> at first like the fact that you, it was like a revenge of the nerds thing coming together these tiny little jewish tweens <laughs> hanging yeah. out with frat dudes it does uh, explain but, a lot 
Yeah, but then I guess you did get kicked out for uh, <laughs> playing cards. It actually bad. sounds a little bit like when we played Mafia and you weren't high. That's sort of just how you behave. Wow. Yeah, I told Mafia that story game. here too, yeah. where I was kicked out of a game night for playing Mafia. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good times. Let's take a break and come back and answer more questions after these messages. Thank you to Rocket Money for sponsoring this episode of our program. Hell yeah. It's pretty simple. It's a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, and then it monitors your spending and helps lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. It's perfect for all those subscriptions that you tried and then forgot about, but you're actually paying for and you don't even realize it, folks. I had, no joke, over a million dollars a month worth of subscriptions that I did not need. That's amazing. Did not That's need. amazing. That's so uh, much cash. I was buying 35 new houses a freaking month on yeah. the subscription box that I accidentally subscribed <laughs> to when I bark was high. Box. Yeah, bark yeah, box. Yeah, it came with the condos, yes. dozens of them a month. Mm -hmm. And I said, you know what? Let me do a quick little audit. Rocket Money came in and they're like, by the way, you're spending a one and a half million dollars a month. We could probably just cancel this one. Yeah. Like, damn. And I could use that. I did. Incredible. Yes. And you should use that. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has saved them a total of $500 million. That's almost entirely me. $500 million in canceled subscriptions. Yeah. Most of it yours. Saving the average member only $740 a year, which is not as much as the $1.5 million a month that I saved, but still a lot of money to some people. For sure. So if you're looking to save some cash, which who isn't, mm -hmm. uh, you can stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash segments. Segments. There's something in your bank account that doesn't need to be there. Rocketmoney.com slash segments will find it and eliminate it. Whoa. Nice. Again, that's rocketmoney.com slash segments. Segments. Take control of your finances today. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Rocket Money. Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode of our program. Hell yeah. Thanks, BetterHelp. Jake, I don't know if you know this, but we sort of all carry around different stressors, mm -hmm. big and small. Yeah. No, I've heard of that. Yeah. I've heard that. I've heard some people do that. And if you're anything like me, you just sort of keep it bottled up inside and never mm -hmm. complain or talk about yes. it to anyone ever. Very deep, deep, deep down. Yes. You put on a facade, as they call it. Mm -hmm. Yes. And a, and a masquerade. Mm -hmm. But when we do that, it starts to affect us negatively. It's not healthy. It's not good. That's why I use mm. therapy, which is a safe space to get things off your chest. And there's no better way to use therapy than with BetterHelp. Ah, very nice. So if you've been hearing a lot about therapy and you've been wanting to give it a try, but you don't want to, you know, go through the hassle of finding a therapist, driving their awkward waiting rooms, give BetterHelp a try because it's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suitable to your schedule. Perfect. You just fill out a brief questionnaire, mm -hmm. you get matched with a licensed therapist, mm -hmm. and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Ooh. Love it. It helps to get things off your chest. It helps to talk about it. Right. So get those things off your chest with BetterHelp. That's betterhelp.com slash segments. You go there and you get 10% off your first month. Ooh, all right. Segments, folks. Yes. Betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash segments. Segments. To get matched with your therapist as soon as possible. And if you use that coupon code by going to betterhelp.com slash segments, you'll get 10% off your first month. Nice. Give it a try. It'll help. Yeah. With BetterHelp. And we're back. Hey, Avital Ash, do you have any? Oh, it's a little the fight. Oh, <laughs> 
gross. <laughs> Excuse us. Yeah, that's a um, an inside joke. Where uh, <laughs> wherein basically, my yeah, mother no. ca- catches Jake <laughs> doing something nefarious. No. <laughs> it's clearly your voice. <laughs> I couldn't quite hear it, so I didn't know. Great unsolicited advice. Uh, people watching your web series, Anti-Social Distance, which just came out. Yeah. Hey-o. Yeah, so what's the, what's the elevator pitch? Give us like the quick 40-minute pitch for okay. Anti-Social Distance. <laughs> oh, yeah. And actually, this will be nice because you won't fart over this one. The last <laughs> time we had a guest on t- <laughs> talking about their project, Amir ripped ass, right? During but- it, yeah. <laughs> what was that? I Josh Rubin was here talking about his film, and as he was talking, I muted myself on the Zoom and <laughs> ripped wind, and uh, I didn't edit it out of the episode, so like the mic still caught it. But for you, I'll only fart silently during it. Oh my god, <laughs> no. thank you! So I'll get romantic. a deadly, a silent but deadly, perfect. An SBD. It's a uh, watch the web series. Yeah, that's that's how we. That's my unsolicited advice. That's right. right. Telling yeah, yeah. you listeners to watch it at antisocialdistance.com. It is um, about a person who is avoiding herself during quarantine at the start of quarantine, Passover 2020, and avoiding her partner and uh, desperately trying to find a dog and basically just going through a version of what we all did, which was like anything but facing myself. Um, Mm. But it's funny and sad and... uh, well, by the time this comes out, they'll they'll all be out. But today, <clears throat> the last batch of episodes comes out. And yesterday, people told me they were crying watching, which maybe Whoa. is like not a good um, uh, promo for your audience. But No, we all want to feel something. Right? Maybe. So maybe. I think it's, um, it feels very real. I think it's good. Very voyeuristic. Amir's in it. This is a HeadGum podcast, isn't it? <laughs> That's I, right. Rose is in it. <laughs> Jeffrey's in oh, it. Oh, Jeffrey's in it. I didn't realize Rose did the, uh, did the voice for the network. That's yeah, cool. yeah, Rose. Yeah. It's actually Rose McIver who yeah. does the, the <laughs> wow. headgum voice. Yeah. So she's in it. Um, old, old uh, college humor fan favorite. UTK, the INC, yeah. is yes. in an You have lots of funny people doing like dramedy in it, which is interesting to watch. Like me and you doing a scene that's not necessarily funny. Mm-hmm. Jeffrey doing two episodes that are not necessarily funny. That are wow. dramatic even. Do they play, does everyone play themselves or are they like, do you give them names? Or are you like? Yeah, um, they all have names. Nobody's playing themselves. Um, cool. So Except, no one's playing like, I'm a comedian whose show is on hiatus and now I'm here doing no. uh, virtual auditions. And the, only, the only person who plays themselves is Rabbi David Kasher. <clears throat> Excuse me. Which is, I think, very interesting because a lot of it is also about sort of religion and like where that factors into this character's life and if it factors in and if it has a place. And, and uh, especially because... It's very LGBTQIA+, and a lot of religions, including the version of Judaism that I was raised in, uh, really frown on anything aside from just heterosexuality. And and so Mm. it was complicated but interesting to have a real rabbi way in essentially playing himself. Very cool. Yeah. Where can people find it? Antisocialdistance.com. Or we finally got our vanity YouTube link if you want to go to youtube.com slash antisocialdistance. Nice. And it's 47 episodes shot over Zoom over the last year, edited meticulously, uh, played out in quasi real time. So it's like eight days. And then there's multiple chapters, multiple episodes for those eight days. Mm -hmm. But yeah, 47 episodes. Jesus, that's epic. 
Yeah, thanks. It's a, uh, it was a lot of work. I feel like every time I do anything, it's like if I knew how much work it would be, I wouldn't have done it. Yeah. Wait, when did you start? Initially, I started a year ago because I was going to try and Holy release shit. it for Passover last year. And then I sort of gave up on it. And then I came back. <clears throat> Sorry. You can edit that out, right? That gross sound. Oh. <laughs> Men can do it, but not gross. women. Uh, but then really in the last few months, like knocked most of them out. And um, there was there's an episode without giving spoilers, but there's an episode with Amir that I was like super anxious doing. And that makes me really uncomfortable to watch. But Ooh. hopefully that makes for good TV. Yeah. yeah. Is that you, one out yet? I'm going to watch that one. Yeah, that one comes out today. I mean, cool. they are... I'll I'll make an exception for you. You can just watch that one, but I will strongly suggest my unsolicited advice nice. that you watch in order because I think for whatever reason people are like, "Oh, these are cute and they're bite size. I'll just jump around." Like even cast members are like, "I watched a few. It's so fun." I'm like, "That's not how you're supposed to watch it." Do you watch it? Do you turn on the Sopranos and watch a fucking few? No, I don't think so. And that's how you responded to those texts, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah 100%. <laughs> uh, but people who have watched it so far are incredibly moved by it. The hard yeah. part is getting people to watch it. So hopefully to the sensitive lot, the intelligent listeners now, uh, watch the first few and see if it sucks you. And I feel like it will more than it won't. So yeah, mm-hmm. thank do you. check it out. I think it also gets better as it goes. Like I remember, <clears throat> I mean, I shouldn't be so bold as to compare it to Fleabag, but I do feel like with Fleabag, you start and you're like, oh, these are fun. This is really funny. And then as you finish the season, you're like, there's a real narrative arc here that pays right. off. Yeah. Um, so that's, I think what, I mean, that's the feedback we're getting anyway, is like um, there have been a few people that, we're mad that they started watching on time because they're like, now I have to wait. I wish I could just binge the whole thing. So I think it is very bingeable because you want to see, hopefully you want to see where the story is going. And because I listed all of the headgum people that are in it, well, Rose McIver is a beautiful woman, but there are also like a lot of women in it. I feel like I should mention too. Mm. Christina Karchner, who's on Never Have I Ever right now and is just a dream to look at and act with. Uh, And Ellington Wells, who's an up and comer and... Galen Swords and yeah, you'll you'll see as you watch, but hopefully. There's also watch. a lot of cute dogs at the very oh least. Oh my gosh. Basically a runner is that Avital's trying to adopt a dog, so everyone also has a dog in frame for most of the episodes. Oh wow. Yeah. Does everyone that you worked with have dogs? Rose doesn't have a dog. Well, Rose isn't there is a whole thing with dog fosters and she does not play a dog foster. But a That's lot of but all of the All the people that play dog fosters, we use their real dogs. Yeah. Oh, God. That's awesome. I love UTK's dog. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. He's so cute. That's Disco. So the episode is called Disco. (laughs) Easy to find. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, check it out at antisocialdistance.com, right? That's right. All right. can also go to passover2020.com, which I think gets confusing to say because why are there two different websites? But it's easier to type. That's for sure. (laughs) Passover2020.com. So however you want to type it, you can find it. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Uh, we actually had a question about um, a religious cult, not mm. necessarily Judaism, but something a little bit more extreme, perhaps. Uh, do you have a fake guy's name to refer to this person as? Amir Blumenfeld. Yeah, right. Okay, <laughs> more like something else. What Charles else? Charles Manson. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Charles Manson from England writes, my dad and mom have started taking me to these weird cult meetings. They get together with three other families, and they all chant and meditate and speak in tongues. It creeps me out, and I want to stop going. I asked my parents, and they said I had to go. What should I do? Any help would be much appreciated. Wow. Speaking in tongues. Do you know how old Charles Manson is? I would hope he's under 18. Yeah. Yeah. Why would you hope that? (laughs) 
Because it seems like if he's like 31 and his parents are like, you have to go, it seems like um, he has a bigger issue than just the religious cult of it all. Yeah, I don't so we know assume that he's young. <clears throat> or at the very least, living with his parents still. Right. Like, in a way, it's sadder if he's, like, 40 and living with his parents. But then it's also like, okay, well, you're living under their roof. I guess you can do what they tell you to. And if you're under 18, it's a little, like, brainwashy mm, to force you yeah. to go to these chant meetings. Really, no matter what, it's a fucked up situation, yeah, it sounds yeah. like. Yeah, Run away from home. That's my advice. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's sort of what you did. <laughs> it's kind of true. <laughs> What was the what was your quote religious cult growing up? Uh, you know, no talking on the phone or turning on lights or touching anything electric on Friday night or Saturday day, and a lot of rules around what's allowed and why and when, and uh, don't touch anybody of the opposite sex, especially if you're on your period. Um, mm. You know, fun stuff like that. And then, what <clears throat> what did you do about it? Did you, you, you had to do it while you were growing up, right? You couldn't say, I'm good, thanks. I'm just going to stay inside and use electricity, even though I'm 13. I could do it sneakily, but I didn't. I was rebellious in all the other ways. Like, I liked drugs and just... Yeah, no, we remember yeah. the yeah, yeah. weed. I don't know if, you, if cool. I told don't you guys, I that. smoked a lot of weed. <laughs> <laughs> I started, like, between 7th and 8th grade, so pretty young. Um, no, but I, but I did feel like I wanted my parents to love me, and the way to do that was to be religious, so... I did, I, I just sort of did what I was supposed to until I left the house and then uh, had therapy to sort of unlearn the things that I didn't want to be a part of my life anymore. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, it's almost like the advice is, it, I don't know, you can stick with it and then stop when you, when you leave if you're young, if you're so young or if you like really have to live with them. But I think, I don't know. It's really the I, tongues. The tongues really <laughs> alienate people. Like going to a synagogue and praying is like close to that. You go there and you all chant in a it's different all language to together. me. Yeah. yeah, but like for what for whatever reason, like it, Hebrew is fine to me. But like going like <laughs> feels I mean, I th- crazy and bizarre and scary. I think Hebrew is a little bizarre and scary to me too. Like this when I another... when I see people like davening, like doing the like the reading the book really fast and just bowing over and over, I'm mm-hmm. like, that's fucking. It is kind of like speaking to the That's an actual prayer. Yeah, yeah, yes. I mean, I didn't take God's name in vain. I sort of like sped over that because I don't want to go to hell. But, um, that is roughly it. I I just remembered now when it was. Maybe Yom Kippur or Rosh Hashanah or something. Another example of of like zend out Jillian and Amir. They were down to go to temple, and Jake and I were like, "Nope, <laughs> I yeah. will not be doing that." I stayed home at Amir's parents' house while they went to temple, and I think you stayed home at your home in LA yep. at the time. Yeah, Jill went. Jill would go to temple with Amir's mom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's the daughter-in-law Rifka never had. Yeah, yeah, even though she also has two other daughters-in-law that does go to temple with her. But it's just not the same. It really needs to be Jillian. It needs to be Jake's mm-hmm. wife, for sure. It should be Jake's wife. It has right. to be. But I didn't have to go to temple growing up because of the misogyny in Orthodox Judaism is like the men had to learn and pray and whatever. And the women usually, right. you know, making food and staying home with the kids. So oh, I, you're so yeah. lucky. <laughs> So it really, so it worked out in a weird way for you. In a weird way, you were you were not allowed to be as religious as uh, you would have had to be if you were a boy. I, I, it wasn't forced to go to the women's section of the synagogue because they were divided. Obviously, men and women can't sit together. Um, mm-hmm. So I, yeah, I stayed home. 
except wow. for like, you know, major holidays. And now I stay home on major holidays and Amir has to go. Yeah, I think Fuck, yeah. we need more information. Like, how old are you? If, you? if you're six and you have an older sibling, like, can you live with them? Yeah, it's probably six, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> says, mommy and daddy, don't let me want to talk in tongues. Can I stay with Uncle Danny? Yeah. I do think you just have to have like many, com- like, this is not, there's not an easy solve around this you can't just like there's not an answer you just have to have many 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 conversations with your parents yeah and And also with god like a lot of the times when you realize that jesus suffered and died for you like the tongues are actually one good way to connect yeah well in those conversations be sure to use tongues yeah they can't understand anything else yeah Actually, can I bring something up? Eyes rolling in the back of your head. There's <laughs> a like, dad is like, now I understand. Okay. <laughs> it actually makes me appreciate being woken up by a fart rather than you speaking in tongues. I apologized for that. I said I liked it. <laughs> I didn't really apologize for it. <laughs> <You didn't. laughs> um, all right, let's take one more break. And then I want you guys to hash out TV disagreements that you've had through me in person <laughs> in a... Uh, Bit I'm calling TV battles. Should they or shouldn't they? (laughs) Dum, dum, dum. Back after these. Whoa. Thank you to Squarespace for sponsoring this episode of our show. Indeed. Indeed. Simply put, it's the easiest way to create a professional-looking website. Couldn't agree more, bud. That's it. Yeah. That's the tweet. (laughs) um no they do have a lot more than that it's uh it's a it's they have 24 7 award-winning customer support they have very simple drag and drop technology you can code you can design Mm -hmm. a professional looking website without knowing much about how the internet works you can sell you can launch and sell product from squarespace that's right you can even purchase a domain name through squarespace for example jake what can people purchase boneheader.com boneheader it's like interesting that's pretty good yeah yeah it's like if you're a boneheaded person but you're doing a boneheader of move you know what i mean what about fitnessnah.com so it's sort of like a relaxation technique mm-hmm. slash way to say damn the man with regards yeah. to fitness it's a movement about not going to the gym fitness it's nah. a it's an anti-movement really oh, it's that's a non-movement that's movement a, is anti-movement yeah. one anti-movement uh, seems i'll like have it to be. check it out later actually let me look right now anti-movement.com is not available don't yeah. buy that one okay yeah, yeah. i wouldn't but so it's more fitness of a fitness <laughs> yeah it's more of a fitness <laughs> nah thing yeah uh, squarespace ai also is a great way to kickstart or update written content on any website they can generate instant personalized results that know and show your brand identity. Pretty cool there too. Incredible. So the way to get in on this action and uh, launch your own website soon enough Mm -hmm. is to go to squarespace.com slash segments. Segments. And when you're ready to launch, you use that coupon code segments at checkout to save 10% off their already low, low prices. Beautiful. Again, Check out squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash segments to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Thanks, folks. Thanks, Squarespace. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. 
All right, we're back. Uh, Jake, you thought Your Honor was one of the worst TV shows you've ever seen. Avital, Correct. you said it was your favorite. I didn't, <gasps> no, not even close. I think it was a bad show, Whoa. but Thank I you. also think it was more upsettingly bad because it had so much potential. Like, I think there were elements that were so good, so it was frustrating that it wasn't good. Okay, I think we actually probably agree. I think the, <laughs> first, the first two episodes of Your Honor had a lot of promise. Yes. And I think... Because it didn't just like, it's not even like it didn't stick the landing. It's like it, it, it it slid off the, (laughs) the aircraft carrier and blew up and then sank into the ocean. Like it was, it was so, by the end, it was like comically bad to me. And I think, did you know, I, I read a fun piece of trivia or an interesting piece of trivia that they found out in the middle of shooting that they were not going to get a second season. I did not I think know that, that for me that explained everything. It was like, "Oh wow, they really like slapdash put all of this together." Yeah. Um, and all the acting is very disappointed. So it's just like, "Hey, do you want anything to eat?" And Brian Cranston's no. like, "Not really. I mean, what's the fucking point? We got canceled." But they <laughs> kept it in. <laughs> well, they kept saying it was always meant to be one season, but I guess yeah, you're going to say that when you know you've been canceled halfway through. Yeah. Or not was, renewed. But, the way it ended, it so clearly was not meant to be one season. It was yeah. like they, it was like they figured out how to, how they could. No, uh, I don't know. Spoilers for your honor ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give you a five second uh, window here to pause if you want to watch your honor. Okay, so when the when the kid gets shot at the end, yeah, like the way that the energy of that is like. They didn't know who they wanted to kill yes. when the gun went off, and it's <laughs> yes. like fucking flip a coin. Like, oh, all right, it's the it's this guy, it's you. <laughs> yeah, it seems like they might have like shot the kid shooting wherever. It doesn't mm. seem like he's specifically pointing at anyone, and then maybe yeah. they just filmed multiple deaths and were like, okay, we'll slide in whichever one works. To, in like, post. and really, any yeah. any one of them would have worked for the ending that they were going for, which right. is just like kind of a shock. Yeah. And like, oh, wow, there's just so much death. I guess the one that they, and I guess killing him, I forget his name. His name is Adam. Oh, yeah. Good job. You remember um, his name. Yeah. Killing Adam, I guess, is like bookending both of the sons are dead or something. Right. But, it's poetic justice. It's like, here's the thing is, again, to me, it almost it almost works. Like, not in the way that they did it, but it could work. It could be really poignant and effective and, like, make you feel a bunch of things. And instead, you're just like, okay, it's over. I will say it's that similar. the tension oh, in episode two, I thought, was, like, masterful. I could, I had such yeah. a hard time getting through it. I was like, this show is amazing. And then... Yeah, the first two episodes were like, this is really good. I didn't... I, I, the show made me anxious, which I never really like. But I, like, I thought that it was still masterful. But by the end, I was like, everyone is so comically dumb. I don't know how many different ways they can, like, shoehorn all of these random people. Like, do you remember the the judge, the senator, the guy running for mayor, (laughs) the detective... And uh, the and that like uh, civil rights lawyer, all of them, uh, just like ended up at his house one time, right, at, at, for a surprise party. You're like, oh, that's fucking bananas. Yeah. And then, like two episodes later, they just all get dinner as if it's a common thing. <laughs> like, why are you hanging out with so many people when you murdered somebody, dude? Also, and I don't know if this is like if this speaks to your audience at all. I don't all right, know we really have to move honor, on. This is ridiculous. Okay, I was okay, set okay. it as like a goof, and this we'll is no just an eight minute episode. <laughs> no, it's all staying in. <laughs> but, but just the idea that the the 
cars involved in a hit and run. And then the judge, the presiding judge, it's his car that belonged to his dead wife. You wouldn't be allowed to preside over that case. You're obviously yeah. emotionally invested. Like, this is insane. <laughs> he, and the entire, even like him doing, like him calling in the car stolen was so fucking stupid. It was like, so stupid. Just wait till it's, you know, like the plan is the yes. car stolen. It goes to the junkyard. It gets destroyed. Then you call it in as missing. Right. I no, feel left so out. Really. <laughs> I feel left out. What's your favorite but, Jake and Amir? <laughs> this one. <laughs> This one right that's here. That's really sweet of you to say. <laughs> that's, I would say, I'm looking at the Zoom, and that's probably my favorite Jake. And then my favorite mm. Amir would be... <laughs> oh, no, no, I meant uh, the... Oh, uh, Cohen? The show. Amir Cohen's pretty good. Yeah, yeah he might be number solid. one. Yeah. yeah. Well, obviously, I would be your favorite Amir, but like I meant no, like favorite... I don't think so. Jake, yeah, forget it, actually. <laughs> Top 10, oh, though. Oh, it burns. Oh, they're out. <laughs> <laughs> they're him on the, on the Zoom. She's oh, kissing with tongues. Runner that's Amir Latin. likes to do, because right. you have your uh oh this tastes very beanie amir uh-huh. likes to sometimes when i kiss him he goes our first kiss and he said it so many times now that it's or not. whoa i thought we were just roommates yeah he does that one a lot <laughs> that's really good feel that's free to good. use that one guys yeah. so jake that's you can really use that good. one too i'm gonna try that yeah it could be like a fun role play too almost like uh then roommates become i don't know even less so, like a lovers <laughs> Um, Whoa, I thought we were just acquaintances. <laughs> you gave me the impression that we weren't even friends yet. <laughs> we were just well-to-dos. We have one last question, uh, and it's about Whistlers. All right? This one is a Canadian man. So okay. what's a Canadian name for this man? Leonard Shania. Cohen. Yo. No, I don't want it. What if it's, what if it's a nasty question? Okay. We need a different Canadian. It's Jay Baruchel. That's cool. <laughs> the two goats. Seth Rogen. <laughs> Let's go with Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen writes, So I work on construction sites, and there's an archetype of construction dudes who exist at almost every site who persistently whistle while they work, and I hate whistling. It rings in my ears. It makes me want to puke out of my ass. Something about the <laughs> piercing frequency and the general cheery nature of whistling can ruin an entire fucking day for me. I take it as a sign of disrespect and have read psychological studies on whistling, and it says that people who do this to show some sort of false sense of bravado and control, which, to the detriment of those unwhittling whistlers, makes me detest them even more. Like most things that bother me to the point of homicidal rage, I presume that this is a me problem, but I'm literally taken out of my body and astral projected into the hellscape of unimaginable torture, and I'm not proud of it. Well, that's just how it feels. I guess I'm just wondering if you have any experience dealing with a workplace whistler and if you can have any genuine advice about how to get them to stop without jamming a fucking screwdriver through their neck. I'm sorry for the violent language. I'm just trying to paint a picture here, fellas. For now, I guess my main strategy is to take a passive aggressive sigh and put on my headphones and listen to guys fight about listen to you guys fight about turdies, which is fine but i'm interested in hearing what you say any advice would be greatly appreciated i will definitely follow up pup whatever strategy you suggest for next time uh a jackass uh next next time some jackass tried to pollute the huh okay okay I mean, it seems like he might have jabbed a screwdriver to someone's neck at the end and... yeah he, he mm-hmm. offed himself mm-hmm. uh so i don't hate whistling uh but, like, there are things that bother me. Like, everyone has their thing that's like, oh, my God, 
this person's doing this and I can't stop thinking Mommy about it. Love right. everything everyone does. <laughs> Your thing is restless leg. Like if somebody's wrestling it's leg. It's worse than that. It's like yeah. any oh. re- repetition. Yeah, yeah, that would make me create. I mean, it's like bouncing or if someone's tapping or oh, or yeah, even just like the, like someone scratching a spot over and over. I have to, I start to be like, can you please stop? And I really can't function. Yeah. Or I can wow. leave, but but sometimes mm. you're in a position where you can't leave, like this guy who works construction. So my I heart feel like out wow, too. yeah, you would hate. You actually would hate living with me then, <laughs> if that's the case. Oh, I'd have to see. Like what? What do you? I, you do I pull this? on my beard all the time. Yeah, uh-huh. I do a lot of that. Do a lot of face touching. Jill's always telling me to. I don't mind if it is like in passing. It's just if it's the if it goes on for too long, I start to mm-hmm. get really anxious. I guess I something I do a lot is like scratch this, just like the. Um, the top of my hand where my finger meet. Oh, I, my palm. <laughs> <laughs> if I can't see it, it's okay. Sometimes people okay. just hide it from me. You know, like under All the right, table good. or, yeah, then it's okay. Okay, I'm trying to think if I have something that drives me insane. Yeah, like some people nice. hate the noise of food. Like popcorn being eaten mm-hmm. is a big one for people. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't, mine is. Um, I get goosebumps sometimes at like certain surfaces, like the mm-hmm. when you like rub your fingernails against the a record like those small grooves give me oh. like a little goosebumps <gasps> i didn't know that <laughs> i know he I has that. a thing about um like thin necklaces oh yeah just like jewelry like i would never wear a watch and i don't like mm. when people wear a lot of jewelry for sure but even if i wore like i don't but if i were considering wearing like a, a dainty like a small <laughs> necklace that mm-hmm. would be upsetting to you you'd rather a big thick necklace yeah I would rather no like jewelry at all. And right. I get to ripples. determine it's that. that texture thing. Yeah. yeah I, I, th- I don't like when people are like watching something on their phone with the sound on it, like not wearing headphones. <laughs> if I, <laughs> um, especially if they're like scrolling and like watching different things. Oh, yes. like on Instagram, TikTok. If somebody's in on TikTok yeah. in the room yes. with you. Yes, I had, yes, I would freak out. Jake and I have had many <laughs> conversations about Game of Thrones and there was a mm-hmm. conversation about somebody joining to watch one of the episodes and I vetoed it because I was like, she's going to be on her phone and it's going to oh, bother me. Yes, I can't. I, can't. I, I really don't like when people are on their phone while I'm watching TV. I don't, I, and Jill and I fight about this one sometimes that like, I don't like any talking at all when I'm watching a show or a movie that I want to watch. So like people talking like, who's this guy? Oh, you know what? You know what he's doing? Did you hear that? Like, I hate, I hate any, any question or commentary. Um, I have a weird unspoken rule, which we've never discussed, but where I'll like sometimes say something like my prediction of what I think is going to happen or something in a movie. But I always wait for like when the characters aren't talking so yeah. that I'm not overlapping. And then Amir will chime in with his, but they've started talking. And then I have to rewind. And he's like, you were just talking. And I'm like, but I wasn't talking while they were talking. Yeah, but you also right. do the, wait, where's this person from? Pause it. I have to look it up right now. <laughs> yes, I have to look up where that actor's from. Stop the film, everyone. Only Imagine doing that in a theater. Stop the movie. I have to see. And then it's like 48 filmography. Like, no, I didn't see that. I didn't see that. I didn't see that that too. And then like, but the funny thing about that is like when you, there's no way it can actually, actually come to like a satisfying conclusion. Cause then you'd be like, Oh, he was in season two of the West wing. And you're like, great. Like, thank God we paused. Thank God. I know that too. But sometimes it is intense. Like with, I can't believe I'm forgetting his name right now, but with Ted Lasso, 
I loved this one guy. I didn't I didn't even have to. I just had to look up who played him. And as soon as I saw the actor's name, I was like, oh, right, of course, from Buffy. Mm. But I but I, it was going to make me insane until. Oh, Anthony Head. That's what it was. I didn't look Anthony it up. Head. For Actually, let's else. stop this podcast. We have to look <laughs> sure. it up who it was. But as soon as I saw the name Anthony Head, I was like, oh, right, from Buffy. And then I could. Right fully enjoyed the series. <laughs> yeah, I actually, I'm my looking brain. up Anthony Head. You're looking up Anthony Head? Oh, yeah, there he is. Giles. Yeah, exactly. You get <laughs> Whoa, it. Oh, and he was the bad guy? He's the, did you watch Ted Lasso? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah he's, he's like her ex-husband. Head. I wow. love him so much. See, I it pays off. You have to pause. You, well, no, we didn't have to pause. We're doing it now. <laughs> We're not watching. This is the perfect time. But this I couldn't, the most I was like going to lose my mind until I could place what he was from. And then as soon as I saw his name, I was like, of course, Giles from Buffy. See, yeah. you kind of get it. Sometimes I sometimes I do that, but I don't um, make a. I, well, I don't I don't like make an announcement. I'm like, I'll just like search someone's IMDb. But then you're on your and, phone and, while we're watching. Well, no, and I just I'm do like, it really quickly, doing? and then I lock it, and then I'm like, okay, now I'll remember when I stop that I need to know this. Yeah, I set myself a little reminder. That's what I do. Oh, <laughs> interesting. That seems like it would take just as much time as looking it up. Nope, sometimes a little less. A little less. <laughs> all right, all right. Sometimes I take Amir's phone out of his hand and then put it face down because yeah. I'll be on it. And I'm like, nope. <laughs> mm, and yeah. I find that so cool. Adorable. <laughs> Our first it. kiss. <laughs> I thought we were just roommates. Uh, so would you ever tell people? <laughs> the only episode where the, two, where the guest is kissing the host. The guest is kissing the host. <laughs> what that hasn't podcast. happened wow since probably since josh was on and started necking me <laughs> halfway through what <laughs> i'll kill him uh so sometimes you're in a situation where if you tell people something that annoys you they decide to ramp it up and i feel oh, like yeah. construction site might be one of those situations where like if you yeah. give them a weakness they'll pounce on it so i'm afraid he can't mention anything right or all you can do is whistle oh. louder oh can you whistle that's about it. This yeah. guy listening right now is fucking freaking oh, out. Oh, no. He puts on this episode to drown yeah. out the whistles. Let's oh, all fucking... Right at, right at this moment. He's <laughs> fucking lose his mind. I wonder what he thinks about tea kettles. Oh, good question. He just, yeah, I guess he just doesn't like whistling sounds. But it's funny that he like also just like went in, in search of corroborating evidence that whistling is bad. <laughs> yeah. Like, what would you guys do if people were whistling? Like, he clearly, his search term must have been, like, why is whistling bad? Like, there's no way that he just looked up whistling and and found uh, that it's a sign of control or it's like a power dynamic. Maybe he has a weak whistle and he needs to work on his own whistle so he can feel (laughs) powerful in this situation rather than emasculated by their, yeah, whistling. Actually, this guy is in Canada. He might live near Whistler. Imagine how fucking devastating that would be. (laughs) I wonder if he ever gets whistle nose, you know, where like sometimes you're breathing and your nose just does the thing. Oh, yeah. There was a Jake and Amir episode where I have a hum when I scream. A hum? And then it's... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You also, you misconstru- you think that a, some, that a sales clerk called you hum instead of hun. <laughs> like my nose emits a humming noise? Yeah, God. Um. Uh, 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 whistles, whistler, hates them, torture. I think you can only whistle louder. I really do. Or sing a song. Like you, you're, this person is doing something to distract themselves while they're working. So you have to disrupt their, their flow. Drop a hammer on their foot. That's cool. Mm. Or you could just start talking to them. Oh. Have a conversation. (gasps) That's a good idea. 
he can't he can't whistle and talk at the same time. Yeah. And maybe then you'll get to know him and you'll like him. And what a pacifist answer. Work. I love it. Thank you. It's beautiful. <laughs> Let me say it. Yeah. What if you talk? What if you just whistle at them? No, that's not what he said. <laughs> he didn't say whistle at them. Close. Oh. <laughs> Line. He said, okay, try it this way. What if you got to know them instead? What if you got to know them instead? And you had like a conversation, to, to conversation with, them. with them. Okay, that was bad. Yes. This is what it was like directing me too. You guys have both done it. You get it. That's oh, true. Yeah. We both have now. What's yeah, your favorite about... part of directing a mirror? <laughs> the fact that I don't memorize any lines. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was all, it was always the memorizing lines. But it's funny. I think I've talked about this on the show because Mir and I, we are the same. We act the same way. We are the same actor. We would do Jake and Amir's. We would shoot so many. We'd show up and like stumble through one script and then memorize it for the next one. And we were constantly kind of like finding ways to hide the script on our computer because <laughs> we were shooting so much. So like, I don't blame him. This is how I acted as well. But like a normal actor, a normal person shows up and you know all of the Prepared. lines. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yes, Especially if you're the star the and you wrote it. You want to be like, yeah. I'm off book. <laughs> so we would, Amir would come and he'd be like, what are we shooting today? Yeah. And everyone like, else would know because they were a- yeah. actual actors who knew their lines. And I would like, be like, we send the schedules ahead yeah. of time. And then like, and then when you're directing, you kind of have a sense of like how everything needs to happen. And like, when you get behind, it's for things like your actor not knowing yeah. lines. Like I have to, let's take that again because I wasn't off book yet. But like maybe yeah. after a few read-throughs, <laughs> yeah. in a couple hours. We, yeah, yeah. Can we shoot the rehearsal and then I'll just get it on the last take? <laughs> like, well, you'd read. Ideally, we're getting it on every take because there are things that are, that are not in the actors. That's the other like actor mentality, or like I don't think it's an all actor mentality. But sometimes you think that like all of this depends on is me saying the words right and doing a good job and if i stutter then that's bad but if i don't that's good but like what's actually happening is like the the lights are dipping in sound cuts out Mm -hmm. like there's like a weird like there's a million things that can go wrong so you have to get you have to do the lines right every time because and sorry this is your favorite part of directing a mirror that he never (laughs) knows his lines (laughs) um my that's my um fake favorite i guess the my action, my nice favorite. I think he uh, finds a a way to make a scene funny every single time, which it's is never... good in a comedy. And thank you, but bad in a dramedy. And you're like, oftentimes you give me a note. You're like, this is not a comedy. Don't play it for comedy. <laughs> I'm like, right? No, for sure. I don't know how to not be funny though. Like I can't be serious because there's no actual moment in my life where I'm acting this way. So I have to like literally invent an out-of-body experience where i do need to be serious which is right. so rare which i think you pull off in antisocial distance slipping in that plug but nice. i think you do although uh it is really funny if i have an audition sometimes and i want to like ha- have amir be my reader i can't have him do it for like i had a mm. rom-com audition and let's say it's like i'm reacting to lines like I knew I fell for you when I saw you a in the serious moonlight or whatever. Yeah. And Amir's yeah. like, I knew I fell for you when. <laughs> I'm like, that's not, this is ruining the scene. 
Sorry, I can't yeah. read this shitty dialogue well. I'm not an actor. I'm just a reader. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's almost how you know that the writing's good. When Amir can do it, when yeah. Amir pulls it off. Very and also, awesome. I'll caveat that with, I'm the only one who can write good. So the only way you <laughs> right. know you can it's good writing is if I can do it well, and I'm the only one who can write well. So it's a wow. very narrow definition of good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well. But we thread that needle every time because I'm always writing in some capacity, the words that I have to act. And Jake has nothing to add. It's all you. Oh yeah. It's a one man show. Yeah. Right. As long as I, as long as I got the DP to show up on time, then (laughs) Then your job is done. Amir's the Billy Corgan of this whole show. (laughs) Yeah. Smashing pumpkin style. Uh, All right. I think we gave this guy advice, which is to talk to them, uh, try to throw them off your scent. And then uh, don't ever bring up that you hate whistling because they'll keep mentioning that. There's also, yeah. I'll just add, and I don't know if this is helpful, but I have had a couple of situations where somebody's doing the thing that makes me insane and I can't leave. And one time, I always pin it on me because it is me. I'm the problem. It's not that whistling is a problem. It's that I have a problem with whistling. And so I'll be like, I'm so sorry. It's not you. I have this thing. Can you please not do that? Because it makes me insane. Um, and I have had somebody be like, fuck off. And then I just never went back to that place again. And then another time, somebody was like, oh, my gosh, yes, of course. Like, I didn't even know I was doing it. I'm so sorry. So I right. think you're right, Jake. They probably are the type of people that are going to be like, fuck off. But you don't know until you try. And, I said that, actually. And uh, I, I love that it. joke. What's that joke you make, Jake, make about? Um, <laughs> oh, uh, I, I, thought we were, I, I thought we were just roommates. roommates. Yeah, that's it's so me. funny. Yeah. It me. <laughs> Or the one about the bean stew. <laughs> You're ignoring I love Jake. that one. That one is yeah. Jake's actually. Where you call each other Jay. Yeah. And also yeah. where you say, wow, our first kiss. <laughs> That's I love funny. all that. Now you're just sort of putting us together into some sort of bucket. <laughs> but yeah, you're my favorite Jake, I'd say. And Amir Cohen's my favorite Amir. Uh, I also wanted to say maybe Canadian construction workers are nicer than American. Oh, that's probably true. Yeah, Good point, really nice Jake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do think, yeah, there's, depending on how well you know the guy, you can make a judgment call yeah. on like if saying something is, is going to work. Has, has somebody ever whistled at you? That's like a classic construction archetype. Like, have you ever been catcalled mm-hmm. specifically by a construction worker? Yeah, I think so. Not in a long time. I haven't like passed a construction site in a long time. Yeah. But it, it does happen. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. Is I mean, it? it's awful, <laughs> but that's cool that it happened to you, babe. Because I'm so hot. That means cool. I'm hot. And cool. I smoked weed in between 7th and 8th grade for the first While time. While they cat called you? <laughs> yeah. Cleared the fucking green devil. <laughs> I flicked my roach at the but, construction workers wow. as I walked past. And they were just the putting body blows up. <laughs> uh, all right, Avital, one last time. Where can people watch this web series, which is now all online entirely? Yeah. Please binge it all and leave comments on the YouTube and DM me and tell me what you liked or hated. I'll take whatever. But it's at antisocialdistance.com. And then I'm at Avital Ash on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram. So you can find me and tell me what you think. Actually, somebody DM'd um, <laughs> Amir on on Orion today to tell him how much they love the series, which made me really wow. happy. Synergy. Very cool. Yeah. Synergy indeed. Orion. That's right. And we should say Orion is up and running. So thanks to everybody that's downloaded our dating app. It's uh, Some of the bugs are getting squashed every day by Jeff. So things are looking more and more stable over there. So if you if you were waiting to be a week two, now's your chance. You yeah. can just search you know, Orion I have, dating. I actually am fucking cleaning up on that app. I have so many so many matches. Yeah. That's wow. awesome. yeah. Everyone awesome. feeling yeah. you can't get that feeling on yeah. Tinder or Hinge, you know? <laughs> are you on Tinder or Hinge? Or like, yeah, are I don't you get on? any matches on the Jesus. Either of those. 
the so prompts sad. are good. Yeah, they're, they're fun. They're funny and fun. And so far I've matched with Amir and Jake. And so the, the conversation wow. has been fun. Mm. Um, and somebody complimented me too. And Amir, you're on there too. So, so dudes can match with you as well. Yeah, except I haven't been swiping. Amir is though, clearly. Yeah. I'm actually, I have to, I have to go because I'm meeting up with Jan later today. That's right. Jan. As long as, yeah, he has a Jan and a Jan. Yeah. Sven, are you meeting up with him? <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh, call back. Fuck. I can't stop saying nice when there's a joke now because I live with him. <laughs> Imagine that hellscape. Uh, all right, sweet. Avital, thanks for joining us. Uh, thanks to everyone that's wrote in their questions or your theme songs. Uh, you can send them all to ifiwereyoushow at gmail.com. Opening theme song, actually, it was just the first half of that sweet, sweet song. So why don't we play the entire... Sweet, sweet Sven. Yeah, the, the entire Sven version uh, by Lucas and Sven Band. So shout Take out to home, Sven. Sven. Shout out to you guys for listening. And shout out to Avital, antisocialdistance.com. Thank you. Oh, yeah. This is a headgum podcast. Nice. Amir's <laughs> just a friend of mine. On his mind I write to ask him about a ring He tells me what to do with my ex's bling If I were you Here's what I would do if I were you Here's what I would do if I were you Here's what I would do if I were you what I would do Well Jake is just called guiding I see wondering about the emotional price when people don't know what to do they write in to ask these two Jews if I were you Here's what I would do if I were you Here's what I would do if I were you Here's what I would do if I were you Here's what I would do That was a HeadGum Original.